and I had um, read about 5,000 followers is when I started seeing a lot of that. And I realized like, okay, like, hey, like something might be happening here, you know? And so for a long time, it was just books um, that would show up at my door and I would read and review and promote and everything was great. And then um, as I continued to grow my account, different opportunities started coming into my inbox. That was Caitlin Cole. We are Instagram friends, like a lot of us probably are with people, because hey, that's the way it works now. And I invited Caitlin to be on my podcast literally because I love her Instagram. I love her pictures. I love her captions. And I've been following her for a while now, so I've seen how she's grown. And I wanted to have her on to talk about that growth, why she started a very niche Instagram account, and how she has grown it. And she talks about what's next for her. And if you are also a book lover and a book reader, then you will love the little tidbits that we get into, like how she organizes her bookshelf and some book recommendations, the latest reads that she has on her shelves, all of the good things. This episode was recorded in January, so she does talk about a couple of books that she read before they were published. Good news for you. That means they are published now. So when she says this is coming out in February or this one comes out in March, that means it is out, people. So you got um, a little preview of some new releases that you can jump out there and purchase. But I will also remember... Per usual, I'm linking to everything we talk about in the show notes, specifically her Instagram handle. Even if you're not in the bookstagram space, again, use her as a case study. We talk about this in the podcast episode. So without further ado, here's Caitlin. Ever wonder how some people seem to get all the media coverage, but you don't? Go behind the scenes with a TV reporter, national on-air host, and news contributor who has interviewed celebrities, took you inside the Versace mansion, and even stood on a chair to interview basketball legend Alonzo Mourning. Get ready, because Become a Media Maven is the podcast where Christina Nicholson is sharing secrets from her years in front of the camera, in the editing booth, and now behind the podcast mic. Caitlin, thank you so much for coming on Become a Media Maven. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, so this is the first time we're having like a real life conversation. Usually we just go back and forth on Instagram about what we're reading. (laughs) Right, right. But I'm excited to chat with you because you have such a great bookstagram account and I want to talk about it. I, I mean, I've always read like ever since I was little, but then I found bookstagram probably like maybe two years ago or so. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to search this hashtag and I'm just going to follow all of these amazing people. And I just love your account. So talk to me about how you got involved with bookstagram. Like how did you realize this thing existed? That's funny that you say that's how you found bookstagram because that's exactly how I found it. Um, I've always been, you know, a passionate reader and, um, just, I was to a point where I was like posting about books on my personal Instagram and Facebook pages and my friends and family that were just kind of like, Oh, you know, it's nice. Great. I'm glad you're enjoying it. But like, I wasn't really getting much feedback, but then I also found just stumbling through the internet. I found the hashtag bookstagram. 
and went through that rabbit hole kind of the same way it sounds like you did. And that really just opened the door for me of a whole new world of being able to connect with other readers and having those deeper conversations with people who actually care to talk about books. How long ago was this? Um, I started my bookstagram account in April of 2019. So coming up on three years. Okay. So that's obviously a little different than me. You are much more dedicated to the bookstagram than I am because I just, I mean, I just have my one account, Christina all day, and I post everything under the sun. Like currently it's a promotion for pizza and you know, sometimes it's books. It just depends. Yeah. Do you have, do you have like another Instagram account or are you just bookcase beauty? Like that's it. Um, just bookcase beauty. I mean, I keep a personal account just for my friends and family and that one is a private account, but that's yeah. Bookcase beauty is my only public account. And when you started it, like I'm going to guess and you tell me if I'm wrong, you started it for one reason and then you saw possibilities and then you're kind of like developed goals and things changed. So like walk me through that. Cause I feel like that's pretty common in the Instagram space with a certain niche. Yes. So you're exactly right. I started it as a hobby. Um, I, like I said, I would have always been a big reader. And when my husband and I bought our house, um, December, 2017, we knew right away, like this formal living room needed to be a library. It was just the perfect blank canvas. You know, there's not a millennial today that needs a formal living room. Like that just isn't a thing that exists. So we had this empty room and I had plenty, what I thought was plenty of books. So Austin um, went on this venture of creating, designing, building this bookcase. That's kind of like the center mark of our home now. And And it's stunning. Like people listening need to go find you on Instagram at bookcase beauty and look at it. Cause it's gorgeous. Thank you. He worked. I mean, I will praise him every chance I get. He just worked so hard on it. And it's such a point of like honor to be able to say like, you know, thank you so much for liking it. My husband made it for me. Like, um, so that's just a really sweet kind of thing that I get to brag on him about. But so that was about the same time once he built the bookcase and I put on the books that I had onto the shelves, I realized very quickly that, oh, I thought I had a lot of books, but I actually do not. And so it was really empty for a really long time. And about that time, I discovered Bookstagram and it was really a hobby. It was connecting with readers. It was sharing our thoughts. And it still is that. But you're right. It's kind of grown into um, something a lot more. I have different goals now. I guess I don't really know how to explain that eloquently, but I have come to see this space as something that it's passion. It's a passion for me. It's very personal to me. Um, I have found some success in this space. I have grown an account in my perspective at a, a pretty rapid rate. Um, maybe not everybody would agree with that, but I've been happy to see the growth there. Um, And then with that growth has naturally come some opportunities um, from publishers. Publishers started reaching out and asking me, hey, can we send you this review copy? Can we send you this advanced copy? Um, Never with like, 
um, intentions of please review it or make sure you turn a review in here. It was always just kind of like spreading the wealth. And I had um, right about 5,000 followers is when I started seeing a lot of that. And I realized like, okay, like, hey, like something might be happening here, you know? And so for a long time, it was just books um, that would show up at my door and I would read and review and promote and everything was great. And then um, as I continued to grow my account, different opportunities started coming into my inbox. Um, you know, now I'm working with some companies that are more home and lifestyle based as well as publishers and authors. And so I've seen my perspective change on what I thought this account could be. I have been given a lot more opportunities in different, um, I guess, niches um, as I'm expanding from just books into more home and lifestyle um, that I'm continuing to grow. And so I'm really trying to align my goals this year with, well, how can I um, make a bigger impact with those areas as well? I love that. And tell me how you grew. Because it is hard to grow on Instagram. I feel like it's just getting harder. We had um, a few weeks ago, Christina Galbato was on and she was talking about Instagram growth and she gave a lot of insight. So talk to me about your experience growing while working a full-time job. You know, it's not like you're a full-time influencer who like, hey, let me start something else. So talk to me about yeah. how, how you grew in this in this very specific bookstagram space. Yeah, um, that's an interesting point that you make. This is not my full-time job. Um, this It really did start as a hobby, and it has continued to be um, second fiddle to my full-time job teaching. And so I think going back to, like, I think it really just goes back to I have this awe piece of furniture in my home. It's very unique. Um, a lot of, It has always been a dream of mine to have a home library with a ladder, and I know Same. that's something that a lot of people <laughs> can connect with. And when they see that, they scroll through the explore page on Instagram and it pops up. I think really that is what has drawn people in is this fixture that's in my home. There is novelty to that. And then when they come to my page and they see the different things that I'm talking about, book mail or advanced copies or reviews or, you know, whatever it may be, um, I hope and I, I feel like the content that I'm providing supports the value that that novelty had bringing them to my page. And I think those two things in combination um, have helped it be so successful. I really try to stay as engaged as possible with people. I have several very like strong relationships with people. And then, of course, I try to engage with um, all the comments and all the DMs. Um, I was really, really terrible at staying on top of DMs last year, like so bad. That's a goal that I have this year is to not let that um, requests folder get <laughs> to 99 plus. Like there was just a never ending um, request comments or DMs. So I'm getting off topic here. I apologize. But I think in combination of staying engaged and having that um novelty that draws people in has have played together in the success of the page. Yeah. I mean, I don't think you're going off topic at all because I think engagement is huge and, you know, 
talking back and being social with people is a big part of it. Now, do you, you talked about responding like to those DMs or the comments. What about starting conversations? Like, are you finding other bookstagrammers? Are you finding authors, publishers? Like, do you start the conversation? And if you do, who do you, who do you target to do that? Absolutely. I start the conversation. Um, There are, I follow hundreds of bookstagrammers and um, I think my algorithm has probably gotten to the point where, you know, there's like my top 50 people probably that it feeds me pretty quickly. And I try to engage with as many people as I can on the homepage, Um, liking, commenting. There's several posts that I save because of their recommendations or um, publishing dates that I want to remember. But I also go down the rabbit hole of hashtags. So I follow several hashtags as well. And I end up engaging that way with accounts that either I don't follow or I haven't heard of yet. And that has brought in many more connections as well. And I also try to stay engaged with um, brands. So the four main publishing houses, their imprints, their um, some other collaborations that I've worked with in the past. I try to stay engaged with their social media content as well, because I know that by me consistently staying in contact with them, when they do have an opportunity for collaboration, I'm going to be hopefully at the top of their mind. And besides hashtag bookstagram, which is probably the most popular one, what other hashtags do you follow? Um, I follow the large um, like celebrity book club. So I'll follow Reese's book club, mm-hmm. read with Jenna. I follow hashtag book of the month. Um, let's see, GMA book club, Oprah's book club. And the people who are using that hashtag, just like me, uh, they're not always posting about the book of that club's, the the pick of that book club's of the month. That doesn't, that didn't come out right, but I think you understand. Yeah, them. yeah, they're, yeah, people, right routinely are using that hashtag to stay in collaboration, to stay connected with the other people who share those same views and those same hobbies. So, um, you know, it's not like I'm just consistently, you know, seeing the same book over and over. When you follow one of those hashtags, you end up seeing, you know, even more variety out there. Yeah, that makes sense. And talk to me about the time commitment, because like, it's it's time consuming, not just, first of all, we have to keep in mind that you have a full-time job. So there's that. Second of all, it's time consuming just to do the engagement part on Instagram. Then we're actually reading books here, people. That takes time. <laughs> we'll get to yes. that after <laughs> this. But the, you, cause you also have beautiful pictures. You have beautiful, bright pictures and you know, it's not the exact same picture every time. So talk to me about like, what is your process as far as what, like, what is this picture going to look like? And what am I going to write in the caption? How is it going to be thoughtful? Like, what is your process for that? Like, um, my process for that has really developed over the past few years. So as of now in the place that I'm in, Um, I try to stay at least like a week out in planning content, preferably two weeks out. But I have like, I have a little calendar and I kind of in pencil because everything ends up shifting and changing. I kind of plan out um, 
what am I expecting to post this week? What are my requirements? Do I have any collaborations that I need to pencil in? And then how can I work around that? And so I kind of get, you know, um, kind of like a two weeks at a glance of where I'm going. And then I really have to be intentional with my timing as far as when I take those photos, because not only am I planning around my job, but I'm also planning around the sunlight because <laughs> the way that my house is uh, situated, positioned, the sunlight is only great in the mornings. And so I have to really plan out that far that way I can shoot a bunch of content, let's say Saturday or Sunday morning. Um, there are the times when I do need to take photos like in an afternoon when I come home from school. But if I can help it, that's the ideal lighting. I try to make sure that I'm, you know, being intentional with my time and planning it out to be um, the best photo possible. And your photos so, are beautiful. They're very bright. Now, do you do you set this up on a timer or does your husband, is he an Insta husband? Um, you're in a lot of them. He's not. So <laughs> he tries, God bless him. He tries and he's gotten a lot better. But no, I have a Bluetooth remote. So oh. I'll set up my phone on a tripod and I just shoot with my, my phone. Um, and I use a Bluetooth remote. So a lot of times, like if you'll see me holding a stack of books, that remote, I have it like tucked under my fingers and un like underneath the stack of books, or I'll have my hand kind of on my side or my hip where you can't see the remote, but yeah, I'm, I'm doing all of it. Very clever. I use the self timer trick. Now, what do you use to edit? Because your pictures, they're very bright and vibrant. You have a lot with the blurred background. So how do you, how do you shoot those on, on your phone yourself? Like with the blurred background, like I know that's a, a setting and all of that. And then how do you mm -hmm. edit as well? So a lot of times I'll use portrait mode and then I do all of my editing in Lightroom. And when I first started, um, first started my Bookstagram account, I did buy some presets and I still have them on Lightroom, but my style has just kind of naturally changed so much now to where I have my own saved presets um, in Lightroom. And that's what I use to um, edit every photo. So for the most part, as long as that lighting is consistent, I can pretty much do a one click and I'm done now. Now, it used to be way more than that because, you know, it just takes time and um, to figure out what you like, especially when you don't know that software too well. But now I've got it pretty much situated to what works for me. Very cool. Okay. So now speaking of timing, you like a uh, I thought that I read a lot, but I feel like you read like three times as much as I do. I am always listening to a book and then I'm always like physically reading a book. And then I did get a Kindle for Christmas, which I haven't even used yet because first of all, I'm a little pissed at the local library because they don't allow ah. you to rent books on the Kindle. They will on like the Amazon Fire tablet, but they really? don't have anything with the Kindle itself. So I'm going to have to like, I guess, buy some books on the Kindle now. Haven't used it because I'm old school and I like a physical book. But anyway, I'm always listening to one and reading one. So you tell me what is your, I mean, we kind of talked about your content calendar schedule. Like, do you have like a reading schedule? Like, how are you reading so much? I don't have a reading schedule, but I do have 
sometimes in my day when that I try to make reading my first priority. So when I wake up in the morning, I wake up at five o'clock and then I try oh, to Lord. leave the house. That's for... early. <laughs> it is early. I used to wake up earlier um, to run and I have gotten out of that habit. But um, I used to wake up at 425 to get up and run. And while I was running, this is a great, a great opportunity. I would listen to audiobooks. And so um, I know a lot of people like they really turn to like fast-paced music or loud music to get them going for like working out. But for me, when I was going on a long run, getting lost in a long story, it wasn't my fastest time, but it was a stable time. And I could continue running longer because my mind was focused on a story. So that's one way that I was getting in plenty of reading. Another way is now that I'm not waking up for that, I am sleeping in a little bit more. When I do wake up and I'm drinking coffee in the morning, I will take a quick, you know, 15, 20 minutes or so on Instagram, on email. Um, and then I will open up a book, hopefully for about 20, 30 minutes. And so that's a really nice way for me to like get my day going, um, have a little me time. And then it gets, it's a nice way to get my mind thinking and churning without having to like be too physical. <laughs> um, so then when I come home in the evenings, I, you know, we have dinner, sit down, hang out for a little bit. And then Austin and I, we are like two peas in a pod. We're like, we both love our together time. And then we both love our alone time. Luckily, like both of us feel that way rather than one person always wanting to be attached to the other. So we'll hang out for a little bit, have dinner. And then the rest of the evening, I'd say maybe like 7.30, 8 he goes off and plays video games because yes, he's a grown man and he plays video games. <laughs> and then I go off and read. And so it's fabulous. I um, am wondering if you watch any TV shows, like do you do any Netflix binging and stuff? Oh, you do that too? A little bit. No, I really don't watch much TV. Um, the what only if time it's based off is of a book? Yes, I'll watch that. <laughs> uh, like I just finished One of Us is Lying. I think you're the one who told me yes. it was on Peacock. So yes. I, I watched it and my husband loved it. Yeah, we both loved it. Austin was really hooked on it. Um, I will watch thing. I will watch adaptations. And, you know, I find enjoyment in that for sure. And I always, you know, as any reader would, I always nitpick it. And I, you know, well, yeah. they skip this part or they didn't do that part or, well, how do you know the relationship wasn't even built? How do they know? And Austin yes. just kind of rolls his eyes, like enjoy the show. Yeah, we are um, those people that people like yes. don't want to watch the adaptations with us because we're doing that. <laughs> um, we, the only time the TV really comes on is when there's a show that we want to watch together. So, you know, we don't have a ton of overlap on that. So like Yellowstone, we're all into Yellowstone. Okay. We're into 1883 now. Okay. Um, every once in a while, we'll watch TV. But really, we don't watch much, either of us. Really? Okay. And you're probably not doing a lot of, besides like the bookstagram thing, you're not probably doing a ton of scrolling. Because I feel like a lot of people who ask me like, oh, how do you have time for this? And I'm like, well, like, look at what you, like, how do you spend your time? Like, look at your screen time on your phone. Like, imagine yeah. you're listening to a book or reading. And like you said about your running, 
Like mm-hmm. my motivation to go on a walk, it has nothing to do with physical fitness. It's like, oh, I'm listening to this book. Because if I listen to a book like laying in, like I have to be doing something or I'll fall asleep or I'll get distracted. It's either mm-hmm. doing makeup, walking, driving. I can't just like be stagnant and listening to yep. a book. Okay. 100%. That and um, even if I am sitting down and I'm listening to an audiobook, I have to be doing something with my hands. Right. Like, so that's where I picked up. Um, I have a hobby of doing embroidery now. Yeah. And so now I'm doing embroidery while I'm listening to audios. Um, but a lot of times when I'm listening to audio, now that I'm not running, it's when I'm driving, when I'm shopping, when I'm cleaning the house. Those are times when I don't have to be like super focused. Well, I should be super focused when I'm driving. But you know what I mean? Like you have the opportunity to take in audio around you. Two last questions. One, how do you organize your books on the shelves? Oh, I love this question. So I organize them alphabetically, Uh but I have two sets of the alphabet. So my bookshelf has eight rows. And so the top four rows are alphabetically books that I have read because I don't have to touch them as often. And then the bottom four rows are alphabetically I have not read yet. That way I can easily reach them. Caitlin, that's a lot of books. It's a lot of books. Yeah. Do you buy them or all all of those shipped to you? Um, It's both. But I would say it is heavier on gifted books. That's fantastic. I, I only partner on a regular basis with random house and I get to select four books a month mm-hmm. for that, for them. But I mean, every once in a while, a publisher will send me something here and there, but I don't get nearly as many as you do on a regular basis. That's fan freaking tastic. It is really, really wonderful. Like what a dream and like what a gift, right? To like have an endless supply of entertainment and like the form of entertainment that I appreciate the most. I feel very lucky that I am gifted so many books. Now drop some book recommendations for us all. I feel like we like the same kind of books. Like I like, I like romance. I like thriller. I like mystery. Um, and that's about it. And then I read a lot of nonfiction. I don't think you read much nonfiction, do you? I don't. Yeah, I don't. I think I read maybe like 12 or 13 nonfiction last year, but that's out of like 130 total. So like that's, I would like to grow in that area, but that's not really where I find my like, yeah, it depends. Refreshing time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. Last year, I guess I'll give you some book recs from last year. All right. Um, or are you looking for like so far what I've read this year? I don't know. What do you hey, want? Any, any <laughs> books, any books that like stand out to you? Like whenever anybody asks me, I read this book so long ago. It's a nonfiction. I, it's called How Starbucks Saved My Life. And I always suggest that one for people. And I just think it's just like such a great feel good story. I don't know, but there's so many, so many good ones. You just finished, you just had an advanced copy of the the sequel to Finley Donovan is killing it. Yes. That was, I loved Finley Donovan's killing it. So like, yeah, I can't wait to read Knocks Him Dead. It's funny, man. It's so So funny. funny. I love a funny murder. Yeah. A funny murder book. (laughs) And I was trying to tell Austin about it. 
it's a funny murder book, you know, like, you know, she, she is this hit woman and, but it's so funny. And he's like staring at me, like I've lost my marbles. Like, yeah. why do you think it's funny that, you know, she's murdering for hire? Like, like no, no, she didn't know so, she was hired. She didn't know she was a hit woman. That's why it's right. Funny. Right. <laughs> yeah. So this year though, yes, that one is definitely on my list. That one publishes um, in just a couple of weeks, February 1st. Mm-hmm. And then another one that I read, the first book I read this year comes out at the beginning of March. It's called The Night Shift. And okay. it's by Alex Finley. So oh, not to be confused good. with Finley Donovan, but Alex Finley. Right, right. And this book is fantastic. So part of it is um, in the past, it's 1999. Which it's in the 1990s. Yes, it was I mean, yeah, we were, uh, and it takes place at a blockbuster. So there's this <laughs> mass. Okay. So now I'm like really onto murder books, obviously. Love. It was this um, multi murder at a blockbuster. So three people were killed. The fourth person survived the killer. Um, there was somebody arrested, um, but there may be some speculation on if that person was really the killer. Well, fast forward 15 years later, so early 2000 teens, mm-hmm. then something similar happens again in an ice cream shop. So there's three employees that are murdered. The fourth one survives. And there's a connection between the two survivors oh. um, from their experiences. And this so, so good. Oh, it's so great. It was, I just flew through this book. Yeah. So like, you know, a book is a five-star read when you're like, nope, not going to sleep. I have to stay up and finish it. Like if you have yeah. to do that, it's a five-star read. I finished it in two sittings and that was just because of like time of day where I could have finished it in one day for sure. That's amazing. Okay. I just added that one as want to read on Goodreads. Like that's my, Yay! my longest running to read list. Okay. Yeah, is there anything exactly. else you want to add that I should have asked? It's been so amazing talking to you. Oh, it's been great talking to you too. I really, I'm not good at talking about myself. So I'm glad that you <laughs> provided the questions. You are fabulous. Um, <laughs> I I don't know that I have anything to add. I am thankful for the opportunity to talk with you. This was wonderful. Yeah. And I'm going to link to your Instagram bookcase beauty in the show notes for this episode. So people can find you and follow you. I mean, even if you don't like reading books, y'all should just follow Caitlin to see her beautiful pictures and just like watch what she's doing and use her as a case study on how to slowly build your Instagram with a following that is engaged to turn it into brand deals. Like you're not even pitching. They're all coming to you, right? For the most part, I will say, I guess I'll add on. um, Now that my goals have changed a little bit, I have um, built accounts on some, I guess they're called platforms, but you can bid on some like brand deals or brand collaborations. Um, Right. But I haven't had the most success from those yet. Really the most success has been from people reaching out to me. So fantastic. Active engagement. Yeah. That's awesome. Thank you, Caitlin. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening. I love Bookstagram. My page 
isn't dedicated to bookstagram like Caitlin's is, but you can see what I'm reading and follow along with me at Christina all day. You can find Caitlin at Bookcase Beauty, and I will see you again here very soon on Become a Media Maven.